Welcome to the Partcast series, episode 56, part 2, Parents with Intellectual Disabilities, Child Development. The Partcast series brings evidence-informed child welfare practice to life by highlighting literature reviews from the Particle Archive. This is the second of a three-part series about families led by parents with intellectual disabilities. In this part, the available literature on the development and subjective well-being of children from families led by parents with intellectual disabilities will be reviewed. Introduction Terminology This research review uses the terms intellectual disability and intellectual and developmental disabilities, or IDD, to describe individuals who have intellectual impairments and daily living skill deficits. Intellectual disability and IDD replace other terms such as mental retardation. Throughout history, parents with intellectual and developmental disabilities have largely been assumed to be unfit parents despite there being evidence that these individuals have the ability to parent well. A review of studies about children from families led by a parent or parents with IDD found that research about these families has tended to focus on parenting capacity and related interventions, with the well-being of children from these families being a secondary focus. Prior to the 1980s, studies that examined the developmental health of children whose parents had IDD were mostly driven by societal concerns that if parents with intellectual disabilities were not prevented from forming families, their children would necessarily also have low intellectual functioning. This concern has been repeatedly disproven, and the question of whether to allow a certain group of people to reproduce has become increasingly recognized as oppressive. Accordingly, research questions have shifted towards queries of how these families are functioning and what supports they need to succeed. This review summarizes the available literature from the 1980s onwards about children of parents with IDD. The available literature mostly focuses on children whose mothers have intellectual disabilities. Few studies that included families with fathers with intellectual disabilities were located for this review. Thinking critically. What are your expectations about the development, health, and well-being of children from families led by a parent or parents with intellectual disabilities? What are the reasons for your expectations? Research questions. The following two questions were created to guide this research review. These questions guide how the literature is explored and which studies are grouped together by methodology. 1. How does the development, health, and well-being of children whose parent has an intellectual disability compare to that of other children? 2. How do children describe their experiences of having a parent with an intellectual disability? How does the development, health, and well-being of children whose parent has IDD compare to that of other children? FAQs. Are children whose parents have intellectual disabilities at risk for developmental, behavioral, or other problems? If so, what are the risks? Methods matter. This is an association question. It examines the relationships between factors. Correlational studies, randomized control trials, and systematic reviews are best to answer this question. Findings from studies about the development, health, and wellness of children whose parents have intellectual disabilities are mixed. In a review of 26 studies, researchers identified some studies that found heightened risks for these children and other studies that did not. Early studies. 
or clinical sampling. As parents with ITD are a small and relatively difficult to access population, early studies relied on samples from clinical populations such as families involved with specialized interventions, child welfare services, and or the court system. As a result, these samples were small and not necessarily representative of all families led by parents with IDD. Further, because a child and or parent issue had typically already been identified in these cases, these families were often under stress or in crisis. Studies using clinical sampling have found diverse ranges of child functioning. Many, but not all, found heightened risks of developmental and behavioral issues for these children. For example, Keltner, Wise, and Taylor compared the development of 38 two-year-olds from families led by a mother with IDD to 32 matched peers whose mothers did not have these disabilities. Findings showed that children whose mothers had IDD had a higher risk of developmental delay. Conversely, McConnell and colleagues assessed the development of 37 preschool children whose mothers had IDD. This study found that the children's physical, self-help, social, and academic skills were within age norm expectations. In this study, the researchers did not find any associations between the children's development and characteristics of the mother or the home environment. Canadian Clinical Sampling Studies Several Canadian child functioning studies have been conducted that use these clinical populations and or local samples. A study by Feldman and Walton Allen evaluated the development and behavior of 27 school-aged children of mothers with IDD against a comparison group of 25 children from the same neighborhood. In this study, researchers found higher risks for children whose mothers had IDD in terms of cognitive and academic development as well as behavioral issues. Although the risks overall were higher, there was diversity amongst the children's level of functioning. In another study, Onos, Feldman, and Goupil assessed Canadian children's behavior using a parent interview, the CBCL, as part of an intervention for parents with IDD. Although the study found that behavior problems were not particularly common among the children in this sample, the mothers who reported higher stress levels generally also reported worse child behavior problems. However, since these data were parent-reported, the findings may be prone to bias. The researchers also assessed the family's home using a standardized observational measure. They found that the mother's home environments were within safety and stimulation standard expectation ranges. Population-based studies. Within recent years, studies have begun to use larger and more representative samples to assess functioning of children and families led by parents with IDD. These studies are better able to evaluate how children from this group are developing compared to the broader population. One such example was a UK study that followed the social-emotional development of children from over 10,000 families at key points from infancy through school-aged years. In this sample, one in about every 200 of these parents was a mother with intellectual impairments. Comparing the families where the mother had IDD to those who did not, the researchers found at ages 3 and 5, children whose mothers had intellectual impairments scored worse than their peers on measures of social-emotional well-being, such as behavioral conduct, peer relations, and hyperactivity. However, by age 7, children of mothers with intellectual impairments were no more or less likely than their peers to have social-emotional or well-being issues. Further, and most importantly, when the researchers adjusted for the impact of sociodemographic and environmental differences between families with and without disabilities, these relationships became non-significant at all ages. This means that the children's poorer scores of social-emotional well-being at ages 3 and 5 
could also be explained by sociodemographic factors instead of the mother's disability per se. In another study, Wickstrom and colleagues used large administrative databases in Sweden to explore measures of risk and well-being for children of parents with IDD. These researchers found that children born to mothers of, with IDD had an increased risk for mental illness, injuries, and exposure to maltreatment compared to children whose mothers did not have these disabilities. However, significant demographic and contextual differences were found between the families with and without mothers with IDD. Children born to mothers with IDD were more likely to have been born premature and of low birth weight. Mothers with IDD were also younger, had lower education and lower income, lived with the child's father less frequently, and a higher proportion of the mothers had mental health issues and or substance abuse both before and during pregnancy than mothers without IDD. Other recent studies have also found that factors outside the parent's disability can, at least partially, explain differences between children whose parents have IDD and their peers. For example, a study of over 45,000 children aged 0 to 5 in the UK found that the developmental and behavioral risks of children whose parents had IDD were reduced by over 50% after accounting for socioeconomic adversities experienced by these families. Once these differences were controlled for, researchers found that young children of parents with IDD had lower cognitive and language abilities than peers, but there was no difference in behavior problems or risk of injury. Contextual factors. The socio-demographic and contextual factors previously mentioned are not unique to the aforementioned studies. There is consensus that families led by parents with intellectual disabilities experience many social, economic, and health barriers that may impact child functioning. Parental stress, Social support and mental health issues have been shown to be associated with child functioning for this group. A secondary analysis of a U.S. national study found that children of mothers with low intellectual abilities had poorer cognitive development and more behavioral problems at age 3 than their peers. However, children of mothers who reported high stress levels, regardless of whether the mother had IDD or not, were also more likely to present with these issues. Factors such as race and education level have also been associated with the same issues in this group. A consistent finding is that mothers with intellectual disabilities have increased risks of pregnancy complications when compared to women without intellectual disabilities, including higher risk of premature deliveries, delivering babies of low birth weights, and babies who score worse on measures of newborn health. In Ontario, a study found that women with IDD had higher rates of obesity, epilepsy, mental health issues, and use of psychotropic medications through their pregnancy than did other women. These health inequities might be due to what Kron, Hammond, and Turner call a cascade of disparities. Individuals with disabilities face adversities at many levels, such as social, economic, healthcare access, etc., and the effects of these adversities compound to lead to worse health outcomes than what would be expected based on biology alone. Thinking critically. Why might it be important to consider these maternal sociodemographic factors? Do any of these factors change how you understand risks to children of these families? Why or why not? Canadian population-based research. Of the Canadian studies assessing child functioning that were located for this review, the largest and most recent was conducted by Feldman, McConnell, and Onos. Using an ecological parenting model to assess relationships between functioning of children whose parents had IDD and parental mental health, these researchers utilized data from the Canadian Incident Study, CIS 2003. One important note is that although this study is national in scale, 
It only included children whose families were actively involved in child welfare services. Therefore, it is not representative of all families with IDD across Canada. The results showed that many of these children were functioning well. 42% of children presented without any developmental, behavioral, health, or other problems at the time of study. For those with identified difficulties, emotional and behavioral concerns were most common, followed by learning and developmental issues, and lastly, physical and health issues. Findings suggested a relationship between parental mental health and children's emotional behavioral issues, but not other problems. How do children describe their experiences of having a parent with an intellectual disability? FAQs. What is life like for children who grow up with a parent with intellectual disabilities? How do these individuals feel about their childhoods? Methods matter. This is an experiences question. It is aimed at learning about the perceptions and experiences of a particular group of people. Qualitative methodologies like interviews and focus groups can answer this type of question, as can systematic reviews. The perspective of children whose parents have intellectual disabilities are generally lacking in the literature. This may be partly due to difficulties involving these children in research. Parents with IDD tend to be wary of research and may have fears that their children will be removed from their care. As a result, this research is mostly limited to adults reflecting on their childhoods. A Danish qualitative study, however, provided a longitudinal perspective to growing up with a mother with intellectual disabilities. In this study, children were interviewed as preteens, between the ages of 8 and 12, and then again as young adults, between the ages of 18 and 22. The individuals in this study reflected on becoming aware of their mother's differences during the school years, as a result of being ostracized by their peers. The children and adults in this study were described as caring, protective, and loyal towards their family. Participants mostly spoke positively of their mother, and many felt that her unconditional love protected them somewhat against the damaging effects of the social difficulties of their childhood. With regard to extended family, the researcher noted that when interviewed as children, most spoke in very positive terms about their extended family. However, as young adults, more tended to describe their relatives as condescending and or unsupportive. School, friends, and community were often the most difficult aspects of growing up for these individuals. Many of the participants had been placed in special education as a preemptive measure, which was overwhelmingly described as damaging or negative, in addition to providing a basis for prolonged bullying by peers. Experiences of now adults Walowitz, Ruszkowska, and McConnell interviewed adults from Poland about their experiences of growing up with a mother with IDD. The interviewees described diverse childhoods both as similar to and different from their peers' upbringings. However, those who grew up without the support of extended family spoke more often of the out-of-ordinary roles that they took on but may not have been ready to handle as children. Those who grew up with family supports talked about how their mothers were both supported and undermined by grandparents and other caregivers. Some described supportive co-parenting arrangements between their mothers and grandparents, and some described arrangements where their mother was included less fully in parenting duties. One especially noteworthy finding was that these issues in the adults' childhoods were often described as being related to the stigma associated with their mother's disability, rather than the functional limitations of the disability herself. Booth and Booth reported similarly diverse experiences from a study that included interviews of adults in the UK whose parents had intellectual disabilities. 
In addition to stigma, the interviewees described negative aspects of their childhood such as poverty, isolation, and poor peer relations. Positive aspects included closeness with their mothers, relationships with other family members, and having had relatively happy childhoods. Although these accounts are informative, they have several limitations. First, retrospective interviews of this nature are prone to bias in general. Second, as with all qualitative interviews, the experiences of the interviewees are not generalizable to the broader population. They are the stories of the individuals only. Lastly, specific to the adults in this context, the social circumstances of their upbringings is worth consideration. The social climate for people with IDD has changed considerably in the past few decades. Now adult children who grew up with parents with IDD were raised in a time when explicitly negative attitudes towards people with disabilities were the norm. In many countries, including Canada, these children's parents may also have experienced prolonged institutionalization. Experiences of Children A qualitative study using Australian children whose mothers had IDD was conducted by Collings, Grace, and Llewellyn. These researchers interviewed children aged 7 to 11 about their social relationships and interactions with formal supports, for example, their mothers, workers, or volunteers. Several of the children did not have relationships with any formal supports, as their family services were solely oriented to the mother's needs. However, the authors shared two of the children's stories where formal supports had been beneficial. One child described having a close network of friends, feeling content with his living situation, and having involvement with his mother's service providers. He had known the office staff of his mother's support providers for years and had individual relationships with select workers, with whom he engaged in predictable, enjoyable activities, like fishing or dog walking. Conversely, another child had no friends and was relatively isolated except for a positive relationship with a volunteer mentor, arranged through a volunteer mentor matching organization, and a connection to a youth drop-in center. The authors of this study discussed how formal supports have the potential to enhance the lives of children from families with parental disability, who may otherwise be socially restricted. Although not qualitative in nature, one study used a questionnaire to explore children and teenagers' self-esteem and relationships with their mothers who had IDD. In this sample, most of the participants scored highly on measures of secure relationships with their mothers. However, perceptions of stigma influenced the final score. Children who reported stronger feelings of stigma, that is, feelings stigmatized by others due to their mother's disability, were less likely to have secure attachments to their mothers. No studies interviewing children of fathers or other caregivers with IDD were located for this review. Thinking critically, if you have known children whose parent or parents had IDD, are their experiences represented here? How are these experiences similar to or different from other children you have known? Practice considerations. As findings of the functioning of children from families led by parents with IDD are diverse, workers should approach and assess each family individually and avoid any preconceived assumptions about children's development based solely on parental disability. Most studies that assess children of parents with IDD found a wide range of variability in the children's functioning, making general conclusions about these children difficult. Workers can use Evidence-Informed Decision-Making, EIDM, to engage in deliberate and informed decision-making and planning at all points of the Child Welfare Service continuum. Each element of the EIDM framework, that is case context, 
child, youth, and family preferences, decision maker and organizational biases, and research evidence is important to consider given the potential for biased decisions. For additional information, visit the Park Canada website or Part's EIDM guidebook, the Guide for Evidence-Informed Decision-Making. Further information about supporting families led by a parent with intellectual disabilities can be found in the other two particles of the Parents with Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities series. These reviews are available on the Part Canada website. Conclusion This particle reviewed the available literature on the development, health, and well-being of children from families led by parents with IDD. Evidence about the development, health, and well-being of children whose parents have IDD is mixed. Some studies have found that, as a group, these children had increased risks compared to other children. However, other studies have found that risks were comparable to those of other children. Often, once researchers account for relevant sociodemographic factors, children's development in this group is comparable to other groups and population norms. Although further research is needed to confirm this, it has been suggested that heightened risks may be at least partially attributable to biological causes, as children born to mothers with IDD have been found to have higher likelihoods of being born premature, of low birth weight, and with other prenatal and antenatal complications. When children of parents with IDD are interviewed, typically as adults, they describe both positive and negative aspects of growing up with a parent with IDD. Negative aspects were often related to stigma and socioeconomic disadvantage rather than direct limitations of their parents' disability. Based on the diverse findings of this study, professionals supporting families led by a mother and or father with intellectual disabilities should consider each family individually and avoid assumptions about the children based solely on the parent's disability. The use of evidence-informed decision-making can help workers engage in critical thinking and overcome potential biases in decision-making. You have been listening to the Partcast series, episode 56, part 2, Parents with Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities, Child Development. The Partcast series is produced by Practice and Research Together, a Canadian membership-based organization that promotes the understanding and use of evidence-informed practice at all levels of the child welfare system. For more information on today's episode or other episodes in the Partcast series, please visit www.partcanada.org.